We'll begin the session with a short introduction to metta practice. So you may remember in the description of this retreat that we mentioned metta, M-E-T-T-A. And very much been um, already actually very much practicing metta through that care and kindness we've been emphasizing in attention. The word metta has, uh, is translated in, in many different ways, uh, into many different words or combination uh, of words. When I, when I started practicing, it was always translated as loving kindness. Uh, one of the coordinators here told me that in the first interview, <laughs> just told me this yesterday, he said, in the first interview I ever had with you, I said loving kindness and you raised an eyebrow. <laughs> it's amazing what, what responsibility we have. <laughs> Sometimes my face is a, quite a speaking thing I have little control over. Anyway. So when I started practicing, and still many times, we might hear metta translated as loving-kindness. And that is one uh, translation uh, that we might have. That sense of kindness, that sense of care for another. Um, It's also translated as goodwill. That volitional, that will for good. That will, uh, or well-wishing sometimes. Wishing well for someone, something, uh, all beings. Um, The root of the word metta in Pali actually is related to uh, friendliness or friendship. So we might feel this quality as a a quality of unconditional friendliness. And as I say these words, just feel what resonates in you. What's the resonance? What's the resonance? Some teachers um, use uh, benevolence. That's another really beautiful word. Benevolence, that kind of wanting good for somebody else, wishing well for another. We often, and we have already here, just simplify and use the word care. Sense of care, sense of caring. And another uh, friend of mine who's a Pali scholar, um, but she translates from Pali to Hebrew, (laughs) and then I translate it to English. Um, She translates metta as loving intention, a loving intention. So again, that sense of the intentionality being quite um, important in this quality. Intentionality, the will, the wish. And it's... I found it really helpful both in my own practice and in sharing this practice with others um, to remember the metta is a cultivation. It's a cultivation of a way of relating, cultivation of a way of relating to uh, our experience, to ourselves and to others. Mm. And it's unconditional, so just to say it up front, Where it's going yeah, is to everything and everyone. doesn't mean that's what we're going to start with, or that's what we're, go- what we're going to practice today. But it's helpful to remember it. Spoken of as immeasurable and boundless uh, by the Buddha. 
So metta is a way of relating and it's already in us. Yeah, we don't need to create it. We don't need to kind of make it. Yeah? It's already in us. It's a natural um, aspect of the human heart and mind. And we know it in certain situations towards um, particular beings. It arises. Mm. We know it, you know, I'm going to give a simple example. When someone, uh, if we reflect on our lives, someone really listening to us, yeah? having a sense of really being listened to, the quality that's there is metta. And similarly, you know, you may not remember in the meditation this morning, I used this phrase of, the gift of our attention, you know, giving our attention to the breath, giving our attention to sound. You know, that just there, that's a quality of metta that's present. Uh, many of us, it might be in nature, where it arises more naturally, with birds, with rabbits, with enormous trees. Yeah. And we might just feel that uh, flowing. So it's already uh, in us, and it's something we can bring intentionality to. We can intentionally cultivate. We can nourish. Just like we might take care of a house plant or a vegetable garden. Uh, we give the right conditions so something will grow. It's the same in our heart and mind. We give the right conditions as much as we can enough water, enough light, so that this um, way of relating, this attitude of the heart-mind, this intention will grow. And so, yeah, remembering it's an attitude and it's an intention that's already within us, um, and we can bring it into any moment of experience. That's what we've been doing already. You know, we've been practicing in that way. And we can also uh, bring it as a practice um, in a way that's been developed over thousands of years. Yeah. We can bring it uh, in a particular form, which is what we're going to introduce this afternoon. And there's no hierarchy between the two, I'd like to say, here and now. <laughs> it's not like this is the practice for those who are real meta-warriors and this one's for the wimps. Yeah. There's no hierarchy. It's about appropriateness. What meets your heart and mind, your particular set of conditions, at a particular time? Yeah, so we can say generally, broadly, kind of say, ah, there's this range of meta practice or these two particular uh, ways that we can practice as an attitude, as an intention, as we've been doing. Or we can bring uh, a kind of more... Um, structured way of practicing, which is uh, what I'll be introducing in a moment. I'm just building up, yeah, just building up the expectation. And remembering that also this way of practicing is a support for the same thing. It's a support for the cultivation of metta so that um, we give it the best conditions so that it grows, it thrives, um, and that over time uh, we can uh, broaden it, we can widen it. So we start with meta practice, we start with where we are. Yeah? We don't think, oh yes, it would be wonderful to be the Dalai Lama. 
So I'm just going to try and channel the Dalai Lama. I mean, that could work and could be wonderful, but it's not about setting ourselves up to have, you know, His Holiness's um, kind of power <laughs> of metta from the get-go. We start with where we are, and this is a real aspect of wisdom and discernment that we bring. What's, what's possible, what's available here that I can start working with? What's the seed that's, um, that's here, that's ripe to, to start nurturing? So we start with where we are and we work at an appropriate pace, and that will be different at different times for different people. Yeah, different for different at different times for different people. So we work at an appropriate pace for us. And we include ourselves in the field of metta that we're cultivating. I'm also going to be upfront about that. Yeah, we find the right way to do that, but we know it's also heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. Also including um, this being here. So we start with what's available, with what's possible, with what's accessible. Sometimes we say with what's easy. And we build up from there. We build up and expand uh, from there. And however long it takes, Mm -hmm. however long it takes, we build up gradually, patiently, playfully. And as we're doing that, we will be nourished. We will be nourished by the practice. Sometimes we use this uh, image of building a fire. If we want to get a fire going, we start with the kindling, right? If you're a bit impatient like me, you might want to get that big soggy log (laughs) on there really quickly. It doesn't work so well. You have to start with the kindling and slowly add. And then the the fire takes, and then it can take anything when it's powerful enough. And remembering that, uh, for me, that's been a really helpful image in my practice. So sometimes, um, and you may already know this in your experience or not, metta practice can feel very good. Uh, sometimes it feels very good. We feel the heart open, we feel nourished, um, feel a warmth or you know whatever uh, yeah whichever way it, it, it opens for us and it can feel really good there can be a lot of well-being if that happens enjoy it <laughs> yeah actually spend time in that get to know that flavor yeah? don't rush mm-hmm. savor absorb into that at other times um, Meta practice can be a practice. It might feel like a little bit, oh, this is hard work, you know. I want to feel the heart opening. Last time I did it, I was feeling this really wide open heart, and it's not happening right now. I'm kind of really just keep plodding on. One of my teachers used to say, huffing and puffing (laughs) up the meta slope. And that's okay. We recognize like anything that we give our energy to any do any skill that we're developing sometimes yeah it, it needs our perseverance needs our, our our work in there um 
And it can be helpful then to remind ourselves, this is okay. It's a skill we're cultivating and it's a practice of intention. So even if right now I'm not accessing that uh, open-hearted space or that warmth uh, that I associate with metta, just doing the work, just spreading the seeds, just uh, watering this intention, that's important. And so we we keep going uh, with that. And sometimes it won't be the right thing. Yeah, so we might say, okay, it's getting like too much of a struggle. And so it's okay then to uh, do a different practice that does feel nourishing and remembering we're still in the meta-meta field, yeah? the big meta field that includes the appropriate, appropriateness of response to our own practice. Yeah? Actually being with the breath or with sound now, that is the meta thing to do. So that's also possible um, to bring in. So the way the kind of traditional formal practice um, unfolds, which is what we'll be uh, doing this afternoon and over the afternoons together, is that um, we bring the metta, we direct the metta to particular beings. Bring to mind and heart a particular being, and we uh, cultivate, we bring that intention of metta and direct it towards them. Traditionally, uh, in um, in the tradition, we start with ourselves. Uh, we start with ourselves. Remember I said we start with the easy? <laughs> it's not always easy for us. So that's what the tradition says. Tradition says start with yourself. If that's not an easy place, we can start with what we call the easy relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm going to be guiding it today. We'll start with the easy relationship, then we'll go to ourselves. The importance of kind of someone, someone in our lives uh, where we feel quite a natural sense of goodwill towards and friendliness and care. And it can be quite um, a wide range there. It might be the rabbits here on the lawn. It might be a pet that you have. It doesn't have to be a human being at all. It might be someone that is quite neutral for us. It might not be the people closest to us necessarily. Sometimes it is and it can be. Sometimes those relationships are are quite complex. It might not be. It maybe might not be. It might be somebody fairly neutral, someone that we have um, a sense of that goodwill towards um, and care. And it might be someone that we don't know personally. Mm-hmm. It might be someone that embodies that quality for us. I mentioned the Dalai Lama. I think he's probably quite high on people's hit lists of meta practice. Yeah. It might be someone like that who just has that kind of energy to them and we feel, you know, oh, that's a place where uh, the metta can flow. So just that's just a few examples, but hopefully it gives us the sense of, yeah, find, um, find the easy. If you yourself is a possibility, work with yourself. And if not, um, we'll, we'll go with the easy relationship and that's how uh, we'll be guiding it this time um, today.
We also use uh, in the practice traditionally we use phrases. So we use words. You know, words have quite a lot of power. Yeah, so we use words to uh, construct, yeah, to build the uh, intention of metta. I'll be offering some phrases, and you do not need to use the phrases that I will be offering. You may already have metaphrases that work for you, that kind of have that resonance. Um, you may uh, prefer to say the phrases in a different language. Yeah. A lot of people here, English is not your first language perhaps, and you might not want to use it in English, you might want to use it in your language. Yeah. Something that um, kind of speaks to you more. Uh, you may only, I'm going to offer four phrases, you might only want to use one or two. You might only want to use one word or two words. Yeah, it might feel like too wordy to have a whole sentence or three of them. So feeling for yourself as we practice what's appropriate with the phrases. Um, for some people, the, the, the words are too much. And you actually might find that using an image works better for you. Yeah, for some of us, our imagination is more image-based, visual-based, then word-based. So it may be an image, it may be a felt sense. It's the feeling of warmth, the feeling of care, and we can actually feel it in the body and we radiate it um, towards another or internally uh, to ourselves. So there's quite a wide range of possibilities there. And I think hopefully you're getting the sense of yeah, here's a practice, it's going to be introduced, it's going to be guided. Please feel invited to make it your own, mm -hmm. to find your way into it and uh, with it. And maybe one last thing to say with, uh, if you do use the phrases, but also the images, it's really helpful with metta practice to continue, as we've been doing, to be embodied. So our awareness is in the body, and even if, uh, as we're using phrases or an image, we're, we're kind of feeling that resonate in awareness, uh, in the body, just like the sounds. So it doesn't become just a, uh, something that's happening in the head as much as possible, um, that's where we're heading uh, to an embodied uh, practice of metta. So let's settle into the body and into the posture. Taking a few moments to Check in with the posture, see if we make any adjustments so that the body is as stable and steady, supported as possible. 
Letting the awareness root and gather in the contact sensations. Just feeling how this invites the awareness more deeply, more fully into the body. Opening to the sensations of contact. And from that rootedness and collectedness with the sensations of contact, inviting the awareness to open through the body and soften through the body. Opening to feel the whole body here. Awareness, filling the space of the body, the field of the body. Tuning in to the intention of kindness and interest in awareness, in attention. Keeping the awareness wide, if possible, through the whole body. And inviting into awareness. Someone with him, there's a relatively easy 
relationship. Sometimes we call this the easy being. Someone towards whom the friendliness, the goodwill, the well-wishing flows relatively naturally, is accessible. And without kind of panicking or trying to search too hard, just opening the space, seeing who comes up, Maybe some of the wild creatures here, our house and the gardens. Might be someone from our lives. Someone for whom we feel a sense of care. Someone that embodies that aspect of metaphor us. So inviting that being into awareness. Getting a sense of them, it might be the image of them, seeing them in your mind's eye or felt sense of their presence. (coughs) And then gently directing the meta-intention towards this other being. Uses phrase, using phrases or felt sense or image, whatever is appropriate for you. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. 
May you be safe and well. May you live with ease. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be safe and well. May you live with ease. Finding your pace and rhythm with the phrases. Light touch awareness and attention with the whole body. with the meta intention. May you be happy.
peaceful. Safe and well. May you live with ease. If possible now, just letting go of this being, this person, and bringing the flow of metta, directing the metta intention to yourself. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. be safe and well. May I live with ease. May I be happy.
peaceful. Safe and well. May I be at ease. Just feeling that intention of metta. Again and again, flowing, bathing the being. As you find your own pace and rhythm with the practice. May I be happy. Peaceful. Safe and well. May I be at ease. Remembering to soften and open the awareness in the body as we invite the metta intention to nourish 
and be nourished. Any sense of well-being from the practice of warmth of care Opening to that and absorbing that in. Letting yourself be bathed in it. And the meta intention fill the whole space of the body. And inviting it also to radiate out. The intention of metta, the goodness of it, soaked into the being, filling up the space of awareness, radiating out towards the others, practicing around you, those that are nearest to you in the hall. Nourished and nourishing. Extending that well wishing to each other. As we practice here. May we be happy and peaceful. May we be safe and well. May we all live with ease. And may our practice together be a nourishment for each of us, a source of well-being for each of us and all of us. And may our practice together be a support for the well-being, the peacefulness, and the ease of all beings everywhere.
So you can use this practice as often as you wish in sitting, walking, and all the in-betweens. And it's time now for walking practice to enjoy the wind and the air and the life. Or if you prefer, of course, walking indoors in the walking room or somewhere else inside. So thank you for your practice and we'll be back here at uh, quarter to five. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.